There's a trillion different ways that you can make side hustle money. We talked about Airbnb, where you could rent out a part of your home for a short-term stay. We've talked about Turo, where you can rent out your car. Well, I got a new platform where you can actually rent out part of your home for storage. Now, self-storage is actually low-key, a massively, massively booming industry right now with all of this pandemic stuff. Neighbor helps you actually profit off that. Self-storage places, you know, they're needed, but there's a lot of quirks around them. Neighbor can actually help you do a peer-to-peer version of that where you store, you know, somebody stores their stuff in your garage and they pay you for it. And so you run your little, you know, self-storage operation and I'm happy to uh, partner with them. They are sponsoring the podcast now. Uh, So I'm really, really excited. And guys, just another way for you guys to make some legitimate money, literally doing nothing like very, very passive. So check out the show notes for that. I really hope that you guys check it out because, man, I think I'm going to try it out. Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, episode 134. How y'all doing, man? Thank you so, so much for tuning in. As usual, my friends, ask me any questions y'all got on Instagram as well as if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave me those reviews. Really appreciate it, guys. Got a good little review of the markets right now. My investors here, uh, which should be all of y'all, been a crazy couple of weeks and I kind of just wanted to give my thoughts and, and kind of just add some color to it and you know, maybe hopefully calm me down. Maybe I'll rally up. I don't know. We'll see. But you got to listen to find out. So let's dive into it, baby. So I'm recording this Thursday on the 27th and the market is, eh, it's kind of been a little bit flat, a little bit up and down, but pretty flat this week. But we're currently in, you know, people are calling a correction. I think it's a little premature to say that. But essentially what's going on right now in, in crypto and in, the st- in stocks and everything, you know, central banks like the Fed, uh, Bank of Canada, et cetera, are expected to raise interest rates. And when you raise interest rates, that means that things are really, really hot. You want to tame inflation. And this helps make debt cost more money. And when debt costs more money, uh, people are less, you know, spendy. Businesses can't expand as quickly. Valuations are down there, you know, because because if you're if you're looking at their cash flows or discounted cash flows, it's going to be less attractive. So their valuations are going to go down. That's that's one logical explanation of it. Uh, but really, it's 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 fear of interest rates going up, things contracting, whatever. Right. And so there's this onslaught from these high speculative assets into these more traditional, you know, level ones. That's why you're seeing crypto tech high flyers getting crushed. The market as a whole, it's doing all right. Uh, Some individual names, 50 percent down. Like it, it really is. It's crazy because, you know, there's craziness in one area and the other. But it's as a whole, it's like, eh. but, you know, I think my thing is. They recently announced, actually yesterday, that they're not going to raise rates just yet. They're expecting to in March. There was an expectation that they were going to do it, literally announced it like uh, yesterday. And so, you know, that definitely was a little bit of a curveball. Some people could see it coming, but a little bit of a curveball. I would argue it's probably to tame the markets to, pe- you know, make sure that uh, people calm down. And I actually read Too Big to Fail recently. It's a fantastic book, Andrew Sorkin really 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 enjoyed it and it talks about how the fed and central bank uh the um, the new york fed the federal reserve treasury secretary how they managed with the bank ceos to like basically not have the entire economy of the world 
demol like literally collapse. Like I mean, it kind of did. It was it was a massive recession. It was like easily could have been a depression with how fucking bad everything was. Especially when you think about a company like AIG, which was so intertwined in so many different areas and so many different banks and so many different. Oh my god, it's insane. I was reading that book and it was just crazy how close it was to absolute anarchy. And it was, and I really don't think I'll ever have a full appreciation for how fucked 08 was because it really was, especially with all the defaults and, you know, people who, I don't mean to laugh. I don't know. I just laugh. I'm not trying to laugh, <laughs> but all that crazy stuff. So, you know, my whole point here of this rambling is that I really, you really get an inside look into how, you know, Bernanke was thinking. And I think that sort of ideology around hey like we've got to say something here to calm markets and like they have that much pull probably seeing that sell off from new year's day to now was probably like hey like maybe we should push this thing out uh, make people calm the fuck down here because if we announce it now it, it might you know i don't know who knows what could happen so you know there's a lot of historical data here there's a lot of things that you could say could happen or would happen but i think i heard this one thing the other day and i and i really really liked it Things that have never happened before happen all the time. And what that means is you'll guys, you guys will see in headlines where they'll say this, this, the, today's market is, you know, only twice in history has this market ever fucking gone up the, and down in the same span. Like this is a new thing. It's like, guys, like there's so many unique things that happen every single day with respect to investing and in stocks and crypto and everything that like on its own just because it hasn't happened before per se doesn't mean it's material or it's something that you should care about for example like sports they do that all the time lebron james is the first person on a sunday to drop 40 you know on his birthday like they just random shit it just yeah of course it's unique it's very abstract and and it, it's not really that important um but it, it, it gets clicks you know it's it, that's all it is it's media Right. And so when people t throw out these bullshit stats, it's either selling fear or selling optimism. They're selling something to you. Right. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but really, that's what it is, because I'm in this business. So I understand how it works. Right. And it's just remarkable to kind of see people's reaction. I've talked about it on a few of the episodes in the past week or two about. Yeah, like it, it, it really is. Even for me, like I recently made a pretty big uh, buy. I just bought into an S&P 500 ETF recently, just like double down on my position because I've actually been scaling back. I think I talked about this a couple months ago or ish. Uh, I've been putting, mo I've been reinvesting a lot of my money into my business. So I haven't been investing too, too much in the markets. But with this sort of pullback, I was like, yeah, this is a great time for me to throw away some cash and or throw away some cash, invest some cash and put it to work. But for the most part, reinvesting a lot in, in my business as of right now. But I, listen, you, is it going to go down more? It could. Is it going to go up? I don't know. We don't know. Right. In the short term, we always talk about it. We don't know. But what I always like to say is like, is it a good time in an absolute manner? Like how far are we from all time highs? Or like a little couple, you know, I think we're about 10% off uh, all time highs. Let me have a look here. Let's, let, let's have a look here. Let's have a look here. You know, we're something like, uh, yeah, just, just under 10%. And so, you know, I think that's, you know, on an absolute level, like anytime putting in uh, money in a well-diversified exchange traded fund, American, international, whatever, is a good bet. It's a pretty good idea to do that no matter what. And so when it is a little bit of ways from all time highs, like that's a great time, but you shouldn't try to not invest during all time highs. That actually shouldn't be a, a factor for you. For example, today's all time high 
is tomorrow's market bottom, right? Like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a bargain at some point in the future if you historically look at the stock market. So you shouldn't try to time it. But when it is here and you're not in a sort of dollar cost averaging cadence, yeah, then fucking buy it. Buy up, man. Everything's on sale, right? And, you know, tr- you know, I encourage a lot of you guys, and, and this is what I did when I wasn't putting so much money back in to, to my shit, is... Try to set up a monthly cadence of, you know, 300, 400, 500, you know, $1,000 a month if you can. Um, plus, if, you know, however much you can on a regular cadence to just withdraw from your bank account, right? I, I think that's a fantastic idea. I think dollar cost averaging is the most practical way to invest in the market. And if you already have that set up, keep that. And if you want to put a little bit extra in, then do that. More money earlier is pretty much the rule <laughs> for investing. And so, this is what the crux of all of this is. It's a good time. As always, could it go down? Sure. And then keep buying through it. If it could go up, sure. And keep buying through it. Uh, but I, it just, you know, that's on the premise that you're not in some individual equity that's, you know, taking a huge shit right now. Like I, that's really, you know, you might want to have a conversation with yourself about should you sell? Because, you know, buy and hold holds true for well-diversified index funds, exchange-traded funds, or uh, long-term stocks or long-term investments that actually you have a reason to believe that they are going to do well in the long term. You're not in it for some short-term play. If you are caught in a couple plays where you're like, yeah, man, I'm I'm not in this for the long term. I don't know how this is going to go. Sometimes you have to cut your losers and, and roll them into winners like an ETF, right? It's up to you guys with a lot of this stuff, but I think nothing's really even happened. It's just a lot of hearsay, a lot of expectations, a lot of people speculating and that. It's exciting to follow. I've been following it pretty closely, but it's not something that you guys should lose sleep over anything like that. And even so, we're in this for the long haul. It's a long-term trend, all that kind of jazz. Uh, and so it's just the same old story. But Hey, like I I told you guys, man, like I love following this stuff. It's just entertaining, but your entertainment shouldn't drive your actions, right? I, you know, I've got pretty, I've got thoughts. What are my thoughts? Am I actually going to act, you know, act on them? Well, my thoughts are that like, mm, I think it probably has a little bit ways to go down. This literally doesn't mean anything. A little bit ways to go down. I think eventually this expectation of inflation or no, this expectation of interest rates rising in March and so on and a couple hikes is going to get baked in. And I think you're probably going to see a little bit more of a maybe dip down in like 12, 13 percent. And then the market will probably rally. But I don't think we're anywhere near, you know, a, a recession. It could happen. I could absolutely eat my words. Could happen. But right now, I, I think things are actually pretty stable. The only thing that I could see fucking everything up is supply chain issues get worse they're really bad they're kind of recovering in some areas in canada you know we have the truckers convoy thing that's going on it's a whole story because of the vaccine mandate that's you know it's a a poorly timed mandate in my opinion regardless of your opinions on vaccine i think it's just poorly timed in the sense that it's like we're struggling a lot right now with supply chain stuff so to have a mandate come into play now whether it's morally or you know ideologically correct or not it it is a tough it's tough timing to have 16,000 plus truckers off the road and should they be doing what they're doing right now I don't really think so I don't agree with that I, I I don't know how you would go about it but I think regardless it is a tough time to do that when we are already getting crushed with our supply chain and so 
you know, and, and that goes for the United States as well with whatever issues they're having. If that gets worse and worse and worse and worse and companies start to really, really feel it in their pockets, you know, we, we could find ourselves in a deeper sort of decline. It could happen. Uh, there's other, uh, also some uh, geopolitical instability that could rock markets or international markets, right? You know, there's there's growing concern over the Uyghurs, right? That that could have a play. There's a lot of variables that are kind of happening. Russia, Ukraine, all that kind of jazz. So there's a couple things that I could see coming to fruition that could cause the market to go down. But like if things, if the supply chain steadily gets better, if Canada figures out their stuff, if, you know, things kind of just stay in the cold sort of state that they are, a lot of posturing, uh, politically, like I don't really see anything too wacky happening. So those are my predictions, but it literally doesn't fucking mean anything because I'm not acting off that because I literally, I could be the top trader at Goldman Sachs or the top, whatever. Like you really don't fucking know. Like you don't, like you have a hunch, you have some data to back that hunch, but it's a hunch. So I really just wanted to hop on the mic and just share my thoughts. And that's kind of what I'm thinking about everything right now. So for you guys, just keep buying in, keep investing, make sure you're well-diversified, long-term investors, but you're going to look back and you're going to see this time. You're going to see these prices and you're going to probably think, damn, I should have bought in at those prices. So there you have it, my friends. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I really hope you guys appreciated the episode. Check out Neighbor and also check out Neo Financial. Their savings account as well as their credit card is fantastic. Their credit builder, if you're trying to build your credit secured card, it is awesome, awesome, awesome. So I really, really, really hope you guys liked my sort of thoughts on this and sort of rambling. Uh, and I hope you're staying calm and enjoying this entertainment that we have in the markets. I appreciate y'all. Boy, I love y'all. But for now, I'm out this mother. Peace. <laughs>